Samuel cuts it back. Ohio State wins. Flashes, champions of the Mid-American Conference. Little trick play and a throw to Baker Mayfield to tie the game. Perry and grab by Linder. Throw to first. Unbelievable. Chubb will take this all the way. 92 yards. And the Ohio State Buckeyes are the first national champions of the playoff era. The Indians have won the American League pennant. It's over. It's over. Cleveland is a city of champions once again. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. I accepted it. Gladiator. And we are live! Welcome back from Franklin Hall in Ken, Ohio. I'm Sean Fitzgerald, as part of Pass the Mike Sports Talk, alongside Enzo Orlando. Enzo Orlando, and Sean, I gotta say, it's good to be back in the studio right now. I didn't think studio withdrawal was real until, you know, two weeks was too long with a lot that went on in the world of sports, I gotta say. Oh, that's right. And here's the thing, before we get into all that... We have some big announcement for you guys. So our first one, every show that we do this semester will be in podcast form after, like around after the sh- our show ends. So maybe like wait a couple hours, but it'll be released on Friday every day. Podcast form. It will be available on Anchor, which is a podcast platform. Go check out Anchor. It's a great way to start up a podcast. You can uh, also earn money. Oh yes, uh, there's some ways we're doing that with too. That's why we kind of want to use Anchor. Uh, also, you know the typical Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and. Just wherever you listen to podcasts, too. And also, make sure to check out our latest podcast on remembering Kobe Bryant. That was done with our sports coordinator and the host of Victory Formation, Dylan Bowers. Appreciate him having being on that. A great podcast, too. So take some time to listen to that episode. It was a very, very hard one for me to do. And, Dylan, a very emotional one. But great one to listen to. Yeah. And uh, also... Uh, Make sure you are subscribed to Pass the Mike Sports Talk on YouTube. If you are not, go do that today. Go do that sometime because we are putting a lot more content out on YouTube. We've been doing pretty good with a couple of the highlight mixes I made. Uh, Lamar Jackson, LeBron James, Odell Beckham, Patrick Mahomes. There's one tribute, one to Kobe Bryant, Jarvis Landry too. I'm going to make a couple more on a couple of the great professional athletes that we have or even some of the college ones going in the NFL draft. So make sure you check out that, and there'll be other YouTube things that we'll be doing too. But with that, uh, Sean, you want to give out our program game notes? Yeah, just a few things. If you haven't followed us already on Twitter, follow us at pass underscore the underscore Mike underscore at fits on sports BSR and at Johnny Enzo too, along with our Facebook and Instagram, which is at pass the Mike sports talk to keep up the shows, polls, discussion, and more. Uh, no new poll today, but we did send one out the other day. It was on a Wednesday. It was like, so it was it'll be yeah. it was about the trade deadline. Yeah, but trade deadline. We'll get so into that. We'll get into but... that during uh, the fourth segment. If you want to call in, be on air, get your take taken. 330-672-7701 on the Orlando Baking Hotline. Orlando Baking Company finest breads and rolls since 1872. Visit orlandobaking.com for more information. And just a courtesy reminder, you can act cursor swear when you call into the show. You'll be immediately dumped off the air and phone line per policy. And please only try to call in once per show unless we have something Huge happening, a.k.a. LeBron coming back to the Cavs, something uh, like that, or Francisco Lindor signing an extension. 
Uh, thank you, Paul Dolan. All right, thank you. Uh, and with that, Sean, a uh, lot went on in uh, Cleveland sports the past couple days uh, with, I think, at least all three of our teams. But I wonder which one should we start with, the Browns or the Cavs? Uh, let's start off with the Browns. Let's, let's start with the Browns. Let's we, let's go with the big stuff. We did talk about us getting Stefanski on our preview show two weeks ago, but now we have a new GM in place. It is yeah. Andrew Barry, who was the former Eagles assistant GM and was with the Browns when we had we had Sashi Brown. So and my, my this let, move this move had me questionable. Let me say this. you know this looks like stuff that Jimmy Haslam always does. Oh, you used to work with us. Come join us. Come back to Cleveland. And usually it doesn't work out well, but Let me we'll see what this. Barry has. Yeah. And let's get to your point. Let me just say this. Barry is not responsible for the sins of Sashi Brown. He is more of a scout by nature. Sure, he's analytically inclined, but it doesn't mean he's going to do bad. I don't think so. And I know our buddy Brandon Lewis on Brandon's World. Give him a shout-out real quick. Uh, Wednesday's 10 to noon. I mean, uh, noon to 2, actually. Yeah, Wednesday's 10 to 2. Noon to 2. He used to be in Wednesday's 10 to noon, but... uh. With Brandon, he was really not wanting uh, Barry to leave Philadelphia, which, uh, if you don't know, Brandon, he is a big Philadelphia Eagles fan. So the fact that he didn't want him to leave, I mean, I feel a little bit better. And he's a young guy, too. He's got room to grow. And I'm not saying he's going to knock everything out of the park right away, but there is potential there with Barry to be able to pull some stuff off. He's got some cap room to work with. He's got a first-round pick this year, barring uh, you know, a humongous trade or anything like that. But... That's just something where it's like, Barry, you know, you got to wait and see. But I am optimistic. You know, the sins of Sasha Brown do not fall on Andrew Barry. Let's just say it there. I know they don't, but just in past experience of Haslam hiring people, it are, we, are you trying to say Michael Lombardi right here? Something like that, but it's just we ne- we're not too Their sure. Their roles are not Jimmy even Haslam, comparable. It's not comparable. I think Barry will. I think he'll do a fine job. This draft is going to be very important. On see what he does. He did. I he did think, draft what? Njoku, maybe did he draft a uh, part of the drafting team with Schobert and those guys? Uh maybe. I mean, I I think he's not going to do a bad job. Uh it's just you know when we had John Dorsey. John Dorsey was a talent. Guy, so he would look out, and he got us all this talent. Now I think with Barry, he's going to get us good draft picks that would help us in the future. He's and still going to spend though. Just I remember. think he's still going to spend. Yeah, because Haslam's have money. Unlike you know another certain owner that an owner in Cleveland that doesn't want to spend a single dollar on any player that's worth value to this team. Well, homegrown that is, but I know, but but we can, uh, but we'll touch on that later. But for now, we're going to stick with some new Browns news. It's official. The Browns hired their new tight end, Coach Drew Petzing from the Vikings. Uh, definitely another Stefanski yes, con- connection. Good move. And then, the, and then one of the creators of Denver's no-fly zone during their Super Bowl run a few years ago during Peyton Manning's last season, Joe Woods is officially the new defensive coordinator hired away from San Francisco following their Super Bowl run. There is speculation that he will bring some staffers from San Fran. We'll see just who and how many. But now the defensive side of the ball can start to be shaped up and formed up a little bit. So hopefully, you know, that comes along smoothly. But now you've got your coordinators in place. You've got Alex Van Pelt, who uh, came from Cincinnati. I believe he was a quarterback's coach. <laughs> I think he was a quarterback's coach. He's now the offensive coordinator. Yeah, offense coordinator. We do not have confirmation if he's calling plays or not. We do we not do have that. anything like that. I, I'm not going to lie. I would rather see Stefanski call plays because it seems like he knew what he was doing. He was doing that with the Vikings. And the Browns and the Vikings, like uh, what Quinn and Griffin said two weeks ago, 
pretty similar teams. You know, we got a great running back. Uh, Baker, he's still young, so he's not like a Kirk Cousins, yeah. Cousins or anything. But, you know, you, you have talent-wide receivers. They had Thielen and uh, Stephon Diggs. We got Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, and Shard uh, Higgins an is pretty decent. And then we got a good tight end in Njoku, and they had a good tight end in Kyle Rudolph. So They also have, uh, what, Irv Smith Jr. developing was, over there? Yeah, they have that too. So I'm interested yeah. to see. Uh, it sucks that football season has a. Uh, Ended, but we'll get into more than that later. But oh yeah, but... let's get into the Cleveland Cavaliers trade deadline. Oh boy, and this is this hit is it. It, hit the alert. There, uh, this I not the alert. This was okay. It was kind of a big trade, but uh, here's the thing: the trade was the Cavs traded. We got Andre Drummond. I saw that tweet notification from uh, Woj. I'm like, wow, we got Andre Drummond. Who did, who did we give up for? Uh, who did the Cavs give who up did for? We give up. We, we gave, gave up Brandon Knight. John Henson, and a future second-round pick, the lesser of ours in Golden State's in 2023. <laughs> that, 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 that's my reaction to that when I, I was saw just how did you, How do you give up two? You gave up a bag of peanuts for an all-star center. How Detroit? How stupid are you? You know what? No, we're glad. We're not we're Detroit. Not Detroit. We, the cat, we're not Detroit. I thought we'd at least give up Tristan Thompson for Andre Drummond, and maybe we could have given up a draft pick, but Detroit was dumb enough to give up to, to give up Andre Jumman for a bag of beans or cheese stick, whatever. They gave up garb. They, 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 Detroit basically took garbage and maybe something with that second-round pick. But, man, I just want to keep on playing that. Eviscerating We're the Pistons. Oh Pretty much. Oh, my gosh. Detroit sports have been terrible the past couple but, uh, years. But, yeah, the Cavs currently uh, – either tied or sit for the worst record uh, in the East. Uh, yeah, second the worst, worst record in the NBA. The wor- we have the worst record in the East. Uh, second Drummond, worst in the league. With Drummond, though, uh, before we keep going on that, uh, Drummond has a player option for about $28.75 million, roughly $29 million, uh, that he is probably going to decline. If not, he'll opt in, and the Cavs will try to resign to extension. But you have a possible lineup if you were to retain Drummond before spending in free agency of Sexton, Garland, Chetty Osman, Kevin Love, Andre Drummond. That's a fringe playoff roster. That, uh, and if you're able to supplement maybe, that. Maybe, all right. I'm not saying, like, you know, they're doing it they this could, year. They, I wouldn't maybe, if say maybe. Because right now, how I look at what j- the management's doing with the Cavs, they're already focused on next season. This season's been over since last yeah, month. But let me just say this. Garland has definitely started improving. I've been able to go to some Cavs games as a credentialed member of the media to be able to, you know, cover these games. And he's improved. I've seen, like, some Steph Curry-esque shots from him and that gives me some reason for hope sexton you know he's got that it's not like he's russell westbrook but at the same time he kind of reminds me just a tad of him just with with the aggressiveness Mm. that he just goes in with with driving the ball although he is starting to get better at passing it's it's slow but it's getting there i'm not saying he's going to be the greatest passer i'm not saying he's going to get you know chris paul assists every night but I think he is getting to a point where he's recognizing his weaknesses and he will address them over the years. I think whenever his development curve kind of ends, he'll be averaging about five assists per night. Garland, if they keep those two long-term, maybe six or seven, and still be able to get into the like, you know, 15, 16, 18 points, whatever, and be viable NBA starters. And there's a lot to like about this team. And depending on where the draft pick falls, you could get a... 
you know, let's say a James Wiseman. If you, I don't know if he could slot in at the four. If you, if you end up keeping Drummond, but if not, uh, you could definitely slot him in at the five and be able to still upgrade around your whole roster because you're for the first time since uh, went down where they acquired Mozgov, Shumpert, uh, and J.R. Smith from New in York. 2015, and, yeah, I remember yeah, did 2014, that. Yeah, 2014, 2015. That's the first time, I think, that the Cavs have actually had any cap room. It's been the first time in a while. I mean, just, you know, having That's LeBron, right. just having LeBron on your team, you're going to have what he, yeah. LeBron wants because he's got standards on what he thinks the best way to win, and he's usually right when it comes to that. And that's why him and David Griffin were able to work so well. It was just, you know, once uh, Dan Gilbert and LeBron, you know, of course, well, barely no, got a, didn't get along David Griffin much. was not wanting to keep going with the roster as he was. He wanted to build it more naturally. And, he was doing a good job. And, and nothing, yeah, he was doing a good and job. And LeBron was but, liking it. And, of yeah, course, Dan Gilbert and LeBron Nothing not Dan Gilbert. Together. It's not no, Dan it's Gilbert's not fault. Again. It's not his fault. But it's kind of his fault that Griffin left. No, it's not. Kinda, it, Griffin wanted out. He wanted out. Did you not read the story where it's Griffin been, was it's miserable? Been two, it's been two years, Sean. I, I think I, I think I remember the story of how. That well, happened. it came out recently, within recently. the last year or two. Oh, it came out about how badly he wanted out. Like no amount of money was going to give him what he wanted, unless he got the ability to build the roster more naturally, not have to go and spend it this way because he was not happy. All right. Well, maybe like that's it. that is actually confirmed legit information. All right, so let's put it that way. But right now, as the Cavs looking, uh, lost five straight games so far in the season. Lost five straight games already. Uh, haven't won a home game since the new year began. Funny enough, so, I, I was at two of their last it, it, Here's the thing. How do you lose to the New York Knicks twice? Uh, um, the, the Knicks? They had Marcus Morris, and they've got yeah. at least a couple of young pieces. What? R.J. Barrett, Marcus Morris, Kevin Knox? Knox if, Kevin if, Knox. I, 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 I mean, keep the, forgetting if the, Knox is on Sacramento or New York, but... They've got pieces. They got pieces. They have pieces. And, you know, Cleveland is still in a lot of growing pains. Yeah, we're still in growing pains. This is Yeah, you're in a, that growing pains this uh, has section been a of the rebuild. Tougher rebuild than it was the first time LeBron left. I gotta say that. Because I think once uh there is once light Tyron at the end of once the I remember when they fired Tyron Rue, I remember so many of the guys that were still part of that team when we had LeBron in 2018 really wanted to leave. I remember it was mostly George Hill and J.R. Smith. But then it seems like a couple other players really didn't want to play. And just going into next season already, uh, I feel like Tristan Thompson's probably not going to be on the roster at the end of the year. He probably won't. Won't. I would. I would definitely like, want to keep by... Kevin Love, even though it seems like he's not happy here. I would say that would be I the think, best option. I think if there's some winning down the stretch, that might help. And I've heard things about John Beeline's job. You, th- you think he's going to still be the head coach? I I, I think I would keep him. I mean, I want to say right now, Beeline's job is not in jeopardy. Yeah, and I'll leave it there. That's what I said too. I mean, I would give him some time. I I know he's a successful coach in college basketball at Michigan, but give him some time to get used to the NBA. It's a much mm-hmm. different level than it is in college. Right. And uh, with that, you want to go into Paul Dolan? Uh, real quickly, quick, we'll real, real quick, because we got to hit a break soon. Uh, Paul Dolan, if for, for those of you who did not hear about it a week or two ago, uh, Paul Dolan made comments at the Cleveland Sports Banquet Dinner for his sports awards, honoring the Dolan family, and I know what comment you want to make, but he said, you know, basically bringing up the enjoy him comments again in a much different light, saying I'm going to enjoy him, I'm not sure if you can, 
and to paraphrase here, but that kind of set a lot of people off and well, trying to it, keep Lindor. Listen, I know that we're a small market, but the fact that you keep cutting back payroll says something to me that there's something else going on. I know you, you can't sustain $150 million payroll every year, but this team should be at least in the $120 or $130, $130 million payroll range. And let me tell you something else. In the next two or three years, barring extensions you have to do for your other young players, a.k.a. Shane Bieber, Mike Clevenger, maybe an Oscar Mercado, you have a very clean sheet of money. You have money to give to him, I'm telling you. I would rather give Lindor right now that Arenado-type deal, give him like 8 and 240, something uh, along those lines. That's a good deal. However, you know, Arenado has that opt-out after the third year of the start of his deal. So what I would do is tweak that and move it to after the fourth year. So that way you get him, what, this year? You'd start the contract during his last arbitration year, and you'd have four more after that. So you get five more total seasons out of Lindor if you were to do that extension. And I believe that, barring something very unexpected, he's one of those players who's going to, and I don't have definitive proof, he's one of those players who's going to be able to survive a long time in the league and not have to face injury. And if you were to sign him, he'll opt out eventually and he'll get another big money contract. I can guarantee you that, but it would help the Dolans to pay him. Sure. It would hurt their wallets maybe in the short term, but long term, I think it'll help draw a few fans back in that would help the franchise, you know, get some cash flow from merchandising and ticket sales and whatever. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I just really, he's a player that has spring so much energy to our clubhouse and stuff, and he, it'll be a tough one to see it go. Yeah. And just, you know, with the Dolan's ownership and stuff. And the thing in the speech is, it wasn't just about the enjoy him part with Lindor. It was just how he called out a certain group of fans, and the fans that bought uh, club oh, seats yeah. and yeah. loges and all that. And an average Indians fan, I don't think, can really take that like you and me. I... Even if you are a member of the media or stuff like that, an average fan can't really pay to be in loges and all that. That's it. It's pretty expensive, and I know the Indians have been losing. Uh, like, there's not all the loges are like booked like they used to be when the stadium was open 20 years ago, and the Indians were in their heyday in the 90s. It, but it's just all different now. I know we still got many big companies here, but it's just not enough. And you shouldn't just, yeah. re- you kind of just put every other fan, most majority of the fan base down more on that, not to like you. That's pretty much what Paul Dillon did. Yeah. And I think this is a good note to leave off on. We'll be back soon with some more MLB mm-hmm. national sports talk. Hey, we got the Super Bowl to talk about too. That oh happened. yeah, that's that true. Big. But stick with us. Welcome back to Pass the Mike Sports Talk here and uh, just playing some Rolling Stones right there for y'all. And the Rolling Stones, they are coming to Cleveland, Ohio, June 19th. Big news of that. The Stones haven't been in Cleveland since 2002. I'm a big Rolling Stones fan. I think they're the greatest rock band of all time, so that's why I wanted to play that. And who doesn't love the Rolling Stones, all right? Mick Jatter, Keith Richards, keep on going, and they're almost 80. So I wonder how many stops they're going to have in this concert between, you know, taking their pills, medications, and all that. But keep on going, still making good music, rock and roll, Hall of Fame band, iconic band in music history for sure. But, Sean, you had some things you wanted to say as we get into Major League Baseball. Real quick before, uh, I know I've skipped over this note by accident, but the Indians, per Paul Hoynes, of uh, Cleveland.com are reportedly closing in on a major league deal with outfielder Domingo Santana 
Santana's had some ups and downs. He's had some a couple of good years, a couple of bad years in MLB, but uh, this could be a signing where it could help solidify a corner outfield spot if he's able to find his form from 2017 when he was a Milwaukee Brewer, where he hit over 30 home runs and had a 3.3 uh, fan war, having a 278 average, 371 OBP, 505 slugging percentage, and 607 trips to the plate that year. But uh, yeah, that's all I've got for you, this moment. So, so, so it's not for sure yet. Yeah, it's not so for I, sure yet, but it's 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 coming. It will more than likely come to pass. I mean, one thing that's been kind of bugging me is like, I think we should just at least give Yasiel Puig a one year deal. He he was a good player There's, to have in the clubhouse, and I, it's just like it's uh, spring trainings in like a couple couple weeks. Actually, there is a reason and Puig why he's is not, not on no team. But there is a reason. Is it because he knows, you know what he's been known for in the past. I mean, I think the players really liked him in the clubhouse, and it's, he brought good energy. And I there think is if, a we, reason. if we go on a playoff run, I think we can this season. There is a reason, a and I'm not going to uh, go beyond that. There's a reason. There's a reason. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this team. Domingo I want San- a World Series. Santana has a lot of upside. I'm curious yeah, to see if the Indians good. can find it in him and bring it out. If, he, if they can, he's better I mean, than Puig. It's nice that we have Fran Mil Reyes. We got a bat in there who can hit along with Domingo Lindor Santana, and, San, and Carlos Santana too. If they get Domingo Santana and they're able and they and they can control him through twenty twenty one if they see fit. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. But, uh, but blockbuster, major, blockbuster trade, Major League Baseball. Oh my gosh, they were just. Going out the window Tuesday night. Uh, big move, t- big move between a three-team trade. Uh, Mookie Betts and David Price. They've been traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers. A three-team trade that involved the Red Sox, Dodgers, and Twins. Twins get pitcher Kenne Meta from LA in the yeah, Red Kenta Sox. Kenne is a really good pitcher, especially if, with uh, how the Dodgers utilized him, uh, utilized him bouncing between the uh, bullpen and the rotation. That's something that. I think they'll sorely miss more than they want to admit right now. And uh, Boston got pitcher uh, Broussardi Gortali from the Twins. So, I mean, the Twins getting another good player, and you just yeah. see our front office been doing nothing. This been I haven't been doing much this yeah. offseason. However, like, we yeah. sit there with our thumbs in our butt and just, all right, yeah. let's see what we can do with the guys we have. Yeah. And, you know, oh, we didn't win the Central last year, but uh, we could probably do it. Oh, my gosh. The How- Twins are going to be tough this yeah. year. However, the be- deal has been slowed down a little bit, hung up a little bit due to some medical compli- uh, compilation, uh, complications. Uh, when I'm not having a good day speaking, you know it's been a week, folks. But – in all seriousness, complications with a few medicals came up, so the deal is getting some slight tweaking with uh, you know, with the Red Sox and Twins end of it. But it sounds like it should go through today per Bob Nightingale of USA Today. Uh just like a small alteration. Also possibly the other thing that's being uh hung up here is Jock Peterson is still currently a member of the Dodgers and he had his arbitration hearing just the other day. So once that's all settled, I think today you'll probably hear whether or not the moves have, you know, been fully, they've been fully confirmed. Uh, all right, with that, that was the big one. And uh, then Tuesday. also Boston, speaking of Boston, Boston real quick, though, they have reportedly, uh, they've reportedly planned our name, Ron Ronke, uh their new manager. Uh, he was the former manager of the Brewers a few years back, and uh, he 
he's he's a decent manager. He's not, you know, the greatest in the world, but with a much better roster than what he had in Milwaukee, he could definitely uh, see an uptick in uh, production if he's able to work with this roster to its fullest. Although Sands bets, that's going to be a lot more difficult. Uh, all right, so has that been confirmed yet? or It's just reportedly, reportedly. Uh, they're reportedly planning on promoting him. All right, and the other big trade Tuesday, uh, Dodgers trade Jack Peterson to the Angels in exchange for infielder Luis Rigifiro. Rangifo. According to ESPN. So Jack Peterson doesn't have a... F- Far trade to go to, pretty much. Still an hour so away, So I think though. that's an hour. It's, it's, I mean, he'll. I doesn't. Uh, I mean, it depends on where he lives in LA too. But uh, the Angels just—they've been—they need to really get to the playoffs. I'm telling you, I know. Peterson, I, I, I hope that the Astros. I hope some suspension happens to Altuve and Springer. I just hope. Let's see, Trout, Odell, Odell. Uh, Peterson. I'm missing someone else in that Angels uh, outfield. They, they got uh, uh, Rendon. Rendon. Uh, and Jolton Simmons. Who are they put at second base? I mean, I think I'm forgetting. Is, I mean, Maybe is... Listella. They've got, you know, a little bit of some decent pitching. You've got Otani back. I know you've got our, uh, an aged Albert Pujols. But that lineup is know, much more much... deep, a lot more scary, especially with uh, the players that you have at the top. Yeah, I mean, it looks much better now and i think just people want to see mike trout just go to the playoffs we want trout in the playoffs we want want him in the playoffs yeah in the playoffs in the playoffs but uh another thing is i mean i just hope that the astros really don't make the playoffs this season i really don't i hopefully if a a suspension happens to springer altuve i would actually be happy they they should get suspended please do some extra pd testing thank you uh Maybe that too. I would definitely say on Altuve. He might. He, I think he might have some uh, PD. He kind of grew a couple inches. We, well, and you're like a grown I don't, man. I don't think he grew any. Nah, I'm, just, come on. I'm just. I'm kidding. All right. Well, we don't want right, to. We don't want to assume something. Uh, just and then the Dodgers also. We're not done with them just yet. They extended Max Muncy for three years and twenty six million. The fourth year club option, thirteen million or one and a half million dollar buyout. A uh, big. Move for Muncie, getting some financial uh, guarantees right now, not having to go through the arbitration process. And who would have thought a couple of years ago he was a little-known, just minor league signing, and then, bam, breaks out. He's a big star for uh, L.A., and now he has financial security and probably enough for his family for the rest of their lives. So congrats to him. The Yankees, uh, in the meanwhile, have lost a key piece. Uh, James Paxton, a pitcher that they traded for just about a year ago, is set to miss three to four months uh, after a injury. Uh, Yankees fans, if you get the same luck that you had last year, I am going to be extremely surprised, and then I will be impressed. Because I think last year I was impressed, but you were also very lucky. To have, have everybody on your freaking roster have, like, a career year. Everybody. And then, uh, please hit that laugh button. Lol Mets! <laughs> Lol Mets! Uh, hedge fund manager Steve Cohen is backing out of his agreement to buy the majority of the Mets from the Will Ponds. A lot of this has fallen apart. Ma- Rob Manfred even commented on this, saying, It's probably not going to happen. Paraphrasing here, not a direct quote. Uh... <laughs> You had it in your hands, and Will Pond, something went down. They blew it. 
They blew it. Yep, and Mets fans are angrier than ever. However, good news for them, the Wilpons are still looking to find another buyer for the team. So be patient just a little longer, Mets fans, and it's going to be all over. Hopefully. Hopefully this time. I shouldn't say it will be. Hopefully it will be all over. Hopefully. Hopefully with the Mets. Oh, that's what I should have put in there. Uh, never mind. Certain hockey. Yeah, yeah. But let's move on. Let's. Uh, uh, I yeah, got some NFL. NFL. Let's get into the NFL. Then we're I'll doing do NBA during the second hour. Oh, I got some. I got something that's not trade deadline talk to talk about during the NBA. But we'll get into the NFL first. Uh, Super Bowl Fifty Four happened Sunday, and oh, what a great game to watch! I gotta mm-hmm. say, literally just outshined uh, last year's. Uh, Patrick Mahomes ended up winning a Super Bowl MVP. I feels like he kind of didn't really deserve it. I thought that playoff Damian, yeah, Damian Williams. Can I, just I say, think though I was still and I was still entertained by the Patriots Rams Super Bowl just because you don't have that many defensive Super Bowls going on that often. Yeah. But like you know, this one was definitely a very good Super Bowl. Uh, I didn't see all the commercials. Uh, uh, me there... neither. I I really didn't pay attention to the commercials that year. The big one I saw was like. Baby Nut, or uh, the Cheetos commercial kind of got me funny with uh, well, you can't touch this MC Hammer. That was actually a pretty I did not good see one. that. I did not see that. I don't really, I, I didn't care much for the commercials this year. It's kind of weird. I was out uh, uh, doing something during part of the game. Uh, uh, you probably know part of the reason why, but I'm not going to speak yeah, on I'm it right now. No, but uh, and then. You know, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey having the oh, time of their oh, lives. Oh, yeah, they are. Oh, my gosh. They're, they've been going crazy. Uh, the Super Bowl parade, they're going nuts. Uh, Travis Kelsey, man, he's really going hard. And then I think a, it was like a couple days ago or something, they went to a Post Malone concert, and Post Malone walks out on the stage wearing Patrick Mahomes' jersey. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is in the crowd. He's all amped up and excited. Him and Travis Kelsey have been partying like crazy, and – Oh my uh, gosh, man! Goodness. They're having a time of their lives, those two, and the rest of the Chiefs fan and uh, Andy Reid. He's gonna he got a double Legacy cheeseburger. Failure and, uh, is over. It's over for Reid. But hey, he went to go. I think Tuesday night or yeah, the day before the parade, he went to go get a big double cheeseburger from uh, <laughs> somewhere in Kansas City. I know Kansas City; they got good food yeah. out there, barbecuing. And uh, I kind of want to get a double cheeseburger today too from uh, Five Guys. They have the I'm best. I want Chipotle. Chipotle. Uh, I'm not in the mood for Chipotle. Not really. Some days I am. Some days yeah. I'm not. Uh, today is not the Chipotle day for me. But just because you know the NFL season's over, well, apparently, guys, football season. Well, it, football season's over as we know it. But there's a XFL uh, the season. XFL is back. Vince McMahon's giving it a second try, and it begins tomorrow at two, where the where the Dragons take on the D.C. Defenders. And Where are the Dragons from? Uh, of course, there's a screenshot. I, f- I forget what the Dragons are from. I know. Is it Houston, maybe? Oh, I know I was just looking at this. Mm. Of course, ESPN doesn't give me the full details. You should have known this. Well, I know D.C. Defenders and the L.A. Wildcats. I'm just looking. Why is the ESPN app doing this to me? Come on, ESPN. All right, but I think I, I'm going to have some interest in watching this tomorrow. I am going to have some interest in, you know, probably watch the first game. DC Defenders have Cardell Jones, the great quarterback who led Ohio State to a national championship. <laughs> so that will be interesting to see him back playing football. 
I'm not going to say how successful this is going to be. Will be. I think it might be we'll more. See. I think it'll be better than the AAF was last year. But I'm not saying it's going to, you know, turn out to be, be be as big as like the first time he did it. You ever see that at ESPN 30 for 30? I that? have seen. It's just been a long time. It's, yeah, it's very uh, very interesting, and just the way McNan was running it. He what Brandon Lewis told me, who he watches a lot of wrestling and stuff. He told me it was way too much like wrestling, like a lot. It was more about you know the players and stuff, or just the aspect of it. It you know great things came out of it, like the camera above the field, but everything mm-hmm. else. But like that, I mean, it just it was a total disaster in the way McNam was running it, and it just didn't work out good. So. I think it'll be entertaining to watch. I think I do have the lines for the game tomorrow. It's it's the Seattle Dragons. Mm, okay, there because now Sam on I went on FanDuel and of course they have the team. So it's Seattle Dragons, DC Defenders, LA Wildcats, and Houston Roughnecks, and Tampa Bay Vipers, New York Guardians, St. Louis Blues, and the Dallas Renegades all play tomorrow. So if you want to watch football because you just missed it so much. Vince McNam's got you covered with the XFL. So if you want to play some bets on the game, money line, uh, Seattle Dragons, minus 105, DC Defenders, minus 115. So if you want to do that tomorrow, go ahead. Uh, LA, they're minus 110, and they're pretty much even. So if you want to place a bet on it, be my guest, go ahead. I, I really don't think I am. At mm, all. I don't think I will be placing any bets. No, not at all, but uh, NCAA. Uh, yeah, Michigan's... this is a surprising thing that came out the other day. Uh, unfortunately for Alex Wilcox, Mark D'Antonio of MSU has decided to resign as head football coach, and they have begun a coaching search as of right now, if I'm not mistaken from that announcement. And I do not believe they have another head coach in their ranks. So... Yeah, not an ideal timing, but from what the statement that was released by Michigan State on D'Antonio's resigning, I can understand it, but I know that a lot of fans are not going to be happy. And the question is, what's the Sparty program going to look like going forward? And, you know, we should have booked we should have booked Will Cox for today. Yeah, but he was going to come on that uh, two weeks ago, and he never did. So, yeah, but, you know, things happen. But uh, with that said, I, I think we're going to... I got some things to say. Uh, you, you wanna, or do you want me to save it for later? Uh, uh, it depends. It really depends. Is it going to be on what I think it is? Or... Uh, yes. Uh, I came up with a solution on the whole NBA GOAT debate, but we'll get into that later. Sean, take it away. Hey, listeners, you know that Blackstone Radio sells station merch? Well, we do. We have several different types of T-shirts, stickers, pins, record bowls, and more. Check out our merchandise via our website, BlackScoreRadio.com. You can find the shop link in the top corner of our site. Stay tuned and show everyone you are nuts for BSR by buying all your favorite station merch. That's BlackSquirrelRadio.com. Pass Mike Schwartzhoff will be right back. I got some things to say on the NBA GOAT discussion that's been going on for years. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Pass the Mike Sports Talk here on BlackSchoolRadio.com. Uh, Sean, uh, we just got a Woj bomb, surprisingly, on the day after trade deadline. We got a oh Woj boy. bomb. What happened? What? Uh, tweeted out by Adrian Wojnowski. Cavaliers are signing forward Al- Alfonso McClennan to a multi-year deal. League sources tell ESPN. That's all I got so far. McKinney. McKinney. 
Matt, not McLennan. Cannon. All right. Alfonso McKinney to a four-year deal, seven point two million. Who tweeted that? Because I don't see it on. Uh, Kelsey Russo, Kelsey the athletic. Russo, athletic. All right. So Cavs got a forward now. Uh, big news, but uh, Sean, you said you want to let your voice relax for a little bit. I I'm curious as to how you're going to take take this thing the up. NBA goat discussion. Oh my gosh, for years, at, from lunch table discussions to uh, you know talking with the friends or. Anywhere you always grew up hearing about who's the greatest basketball player of all time. It was like, no, it's Michael Jordan. No, it's LeBron James. No, it's Kobe Bryant. It's always been those three and those three. You know what? Uh, when I was out with a friend one night, we came with the idea. You know what? It's not just one player. It's, it's not just Michael Jordan. It's not just Kobe Bryant. It's not just LeBron James. It's all three of them because those three placed the biggest impact in the NBA. Once in 1984, David Stern was the newly commissioner of the NBA. Michael Jordan was in that draft, and Michael Jordan became the biggest player in basketball history at that time. He started all with that famous dunk contest that actually happened 32 years ago yesterday, and he brought in the Jordan brand, the Air Jordan shoes, his commercials and stuff. He was one of the first players to become like his own brand, his own self, and was probably one of the most recognizable NBA players at that time, and he still is today. And then once you get uh, Kobe Bryant coming in, R.I.P. Mamba, but Kobe Bryant came to the league, a young 17-year-old kid from uh, Philadelphia, you know, going into the NBA, and you're like, man, you really think he can do this? He's pretty good, but Kobe was able to do that. You know, he was in the Lakers, man. The Lakers, one of the most historied franchises in basketball history. I'm not going to lie. You know, you got Shaquille O'Neal on your team, too. And Kobe Bryant lived up to the hype, potentially. You know, winning three championships with Shaq, but, you know, people were always saying, no, Kobe's more like a side player and stuff. And then, you know, once him and Shaq started the beef, Shaq left, Kobe went on to play. And you know what Kobe did? You know what? He was a... Dropped the second most points in NBA history. Dropped 81 points against the Raptors. Unbelievable from Kobe Bryant. Then you want to know what he did? Went on to win two championships without Shaq. Had a little help from Gasol, but Kobe was able to do that. And then in his final game, dropped 61 points his last game. And then his whole thing with the mama mentality and what he was able to do with Nike. Tremendous from Kobe Bryant. And now we go to the kid from Akron, from St. Vincent, St. Mary High School. LeBron James, one of the biggest high school basketball stars we've ever saw in the early 2000s. LeBron was everywhere. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated Magazine when he was only a junior in high school. was on the cover of ESPN Magazine, too. His games in high school had to be moved to Akron University because their high school arena couldn't fit that many people. LeBron was just so good, and people want to see it. Other NBA players even went to go to his games, too, while he was still in high school. Can you believe that? And LeBron was just so big, and, you know, he wanted to go to the NBA early. NBA, the Ohio Athletic Association wouldn't let him, but he went after his senior year, gets drafted by your, his hometown team, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and, boy, in his first game, he literally shook the world, and you're like, this kid's got something, man. It took him a while, but was able to get to the NBA Finals. He was only 22 years old. You realize that was younger than both Jordan and Kobe? He was only 22 years old. And, you know, he took a bunch of scrubs to the finals his first time. and didn't win it, but he kept on playing. He was one of the greatest players all the time. And I know then after that, stuff wasn't going his way, and he made the decision go to the Heat. But he learned a lot with the Heat by playing with his buddy D. Wade and Chris Bosh. They helped him get to the championship level. And then he was did, came back to Cleveland, 
was and was able to win us a championship in 2016 and didn't miss the finals. He went to eight straight NBA finals. Oh my gosh, can you believe that? That grind, grind year in, year out. He went to eight straight NBA finals and unfortunately it had to end last season because the Lakers were not able to make it to the finals. But it's just amazing. You know, there's a total of 14 championships between these guys. And you know what? Just stop the debate on who's better. Is LeBron better? Is Kobe better? Is Michael Jordan better? You know what? It's it, it's over, all right? All three of them will be known as the greatest NBA basketball players to ever step on an NBA court in history. It's done. It's over. I ended it. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. No one's going to be better than them until we see it. Maybe a couple of these young guys that just got drafted will have to wait and see. But as of right now, it's LeBron James, Michael Jordan, and Kobe Bryant. All three of them the greatest. It's undebatable on who's number one in the NBA GOAT conversation. It's undebatable. You could always argue Magic. You could always argue Larry Bird. But I usually put him like, you know, five or six. And that's what I got to say on the GOAT debate. It's LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, the three greatest players to ever play in basketball history in the modern era of NBA basketball, which was when David Stern took over. Because remember, Sean, before David Stern was the commissioner in the NBA, the NBA was nothing. It was terrible in the 70s. It was run tremendously like garbage. And then once Stern came in, it, he really helped globalize the game. And the big help to that was to Michael Jordan for sure. And then the Showtime Lakers and all that. And then Kobe and LeBron help expand it. And this game is bigger than ever with all what these players have been able to do. Not just on the court, but off the court too. It's been amazing what this done. And that's why I got to say it again. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant are the three greatest basketball players to ever live. There's no number one. It's all three of them. It's over. Number one, LeBron. Number two, MJ. Number 3A, Kobe. Number 3B, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, Abdul-Jabbar can't, can't was so well, dumb. He, he was good. Abdul-Jabbar was good. You have the sky hook and that, but I think there is a tier. There is a LeBron, tier. I mean, Kareem did play in the, the bad era of NBA basketball in the 70s, but once he was at the Lakers, I think that's why he kind of put him up there because I think the Lakers really helped he him. He has that freaking sky hook. He had that sky he hook. He did have that sky hook. But... I don't think all three of them are tied. I think uh, there's a just a slight distinction between MJ and Kobe. The Kobe and, then, and MJ were known as being more similar. The, LeBron is yeah. on a different level. LeBron yeah, is but 6'8", 250. It's also because of their builds, too. But I think just overall, LeBron 1, MJ 2, Kobe 3A, Abdul-Jabbar 3B. I mean, you kind of give Kobe and so who's like so would you say Kobe's the greatest Laker of all time or Drew the Bar or Magic? It's it's, I, it's it's tough. That's tough because the Lakers have had so many players, but I think with recent events, Kobe's kind of on the forefront of my mind. With recent events, uh, yes, but I mean, just if you ever look at the Lakers player history, oh my gosh, they've literally had every of probably every great basketball player, but Michael Jordan in their franchise. I mean, they have LeBron right now, you know, Kobe, Shaq, Magic, Kareem. They had Wilt Chamberlain. They had Jerry West. That franchise not get any better than that. And, woo, championship number 18's on its way. I'll tell you, you that. really are that I convinced. Said that in the be- I said that in the beginning of the year. Give me Milwaukee. Give me the Bucks. The Bucks? Whoa, 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 whoa. The, the, the Bucks? 
you said the the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, you think they're gonna have a chance to get LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Giannis, nope, Middleton? No, LeBron James is on a mission. He's on a mission. He didn't get to the finals last Hell year because the Lakers close. couldn't really manage that well. This year, Woof. LeBron James on a mission. Laker Nation's on a mission. He got Anthony Davis, Danny Green, Rajon Rondo's a big help. Heck, I might even say JaVale McGee. I can't believe I just said JaVale McGee. But the Lakers on a mission. I said it back in October. The Lakers will win championship number 18. They'll tie with the Boston Celtics. It's their time, all right? What just happened with the Lakers is tragic. LeBron's even on a bigger mission now, all right? It's been on the line for him. His goal is try to be one of the greatest ever. I know I just said it. It's LeBron's time. Giannis, he's got a couple more uh, years to develop. I think The Western Conference is always stronger than the East. The Western Conference is always stronger than the East, too. I got to say, the Milwaukee's a lot more depth-filled. They depth have... Filled. Here's the thing. LeBron Giannis, I don't think, is going to be done developing until he's in his 30s. And Giannis is already almost the best player in oh. the game right now. Almost. I'd say he's top five in the league right now. But top five. Giannis, Middleton, that roster, albeit uh, AD and LBJ are great. They've got a little bit of depth. Maybe it'll be a little bit better if they get Darren Collinson to come out of retirement. But I heard they're working out with J.R. Smith. So, but I think Milwaukee for me good. just has a slight edge. Mm. I can't give you. Retirement, but I heard they're working out with J.R. Smith, so but I think Milwaukee so for me good. just has a slight edge. Mm. I can't give you concrete numbers right now, I just have this gut feeling. I here's the thing with Milwaukee they're more of a regular season team than a playoff team. They play so great in the regular season, and then once it comes playoff, they, they start to collapse just like they did against the Raptors because they couldn't handle Kawhi Leonard. Well, they they employed a different strategy after the first couple games. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. They employed like they knocked out the freaking Celtics, albeit they underachieved <laughs> the Celtics. But still, everyone had them for dead. Uh, the the Bucks, and then they what rattled off four wins in a row, right? Right, something like three that. or four wins in a row. So and and Toronto, they just had every single piece working together. And I think Milwaukee's an even better team than they were last year. I would say they are a better team than last year, but I think this team. But definitely... okay, just remember how many players did it take the Golden State Warriors to stop LeBron James? It took them four All Stars to stop LeBron James. When you they're... needed four All Stars to stop one man, the the the, the Bucks don't have four All Stars. They got Giannis and they got two, and uh, Bledsoe. You, you they that got... gonna stop LeBron? No, what? I think no. Well, isn't Middleton an All Star? I think Middleton. Eh, I can't remember. I don't remember this it, year's All Star. I thought Middleton selection. was an All Star. Maybe Middleton did get an All Star selection, but still, is that the LeBron James? It took him four All Stars to stop him, including the second best player in the league, and Kevin Durant. With when there was the Warriors. I'm going to say that uh, Giannis is definitely number two, and he's passed uh, Durant. Giannis is number two right now because Kevin Durant. No, he's once number K- two in general. K- no, once KD comes back, KD will be number two again. All right. I think Just that remember Achilles, how good that Achilles, might, the Achilles might is going to lower him. that ability to do as well. He's still going to be a top fifteen player. KD yeah, will no, be. He'll still be a top, top 15. No, top ten. Top ten wouldn't be I'm, top fifteen. I'm just adding some room for error. Top ten, top fifteen, but he is no longer going to be number two. He is. He'll be in that. You know, he'll be in the top ten or fifteen. 
but he's no longer number two. Giannis has taken that over, and Kawhi Leonard isn't that far behind either Kawhi, with his yeah, ability yes. to manage in the playoffs. I mean, his defense is incredible. Yeah. Uh, that's I mean, why. Kawhi and Giannis are kind of like, what, two-way players, basically? Two-way players. I, I, I Giannis has good defense, too. I mean, but I just think Kawhi's just a little bit better. He's able to lock down players much better than Giannis, I think. I still think, though, that, uh, you know, Kawhi is really, really, really just something else. Kawhi, he's something else, and he's just, you know, he's just Kawhi, man. Just, just here's what I always say. Let Kawhi be Kawhi. Let him do his thing. Yeah, do it. Yeah. I mean, just Kawhi's just a fun guy, you know? Do it. I, I'm try- Now I remember this hockey. Oh, my goodness. You're making there me feel bad. <laughs> just like Kawhi. Fun guy. <laughs> You just laugh. <laughs> All right, I don't but, know why, but second hour is coming up on Pass the Mike Sports Talk. Keep tuned in on BlackStoreRadio.com. If you have to leave your computer, have to be on the run. There's also the TuneIn app, but keep it locked in on BlackStoreRadio.com, and we'll be back with the weekly recap. And welcome back to Pass the Mike Sports Talk here on Black School Radio. And uh, that was just something else just, like, you know, really happened. A pretty good debate, I got to say, last segment. But we're at the top of hour two right now, getting ready to have an hour left in the studio. But we got a lot planned right now, Sean. And, Sean, are you uh, ready for the weekly recap? I'm ready. Let's hit it. Let's hit it. Let's go. All right. All right. His, All right. This All right. feels just strange listening to this music because makes me think it football feel, season's back, it but feels it's not. Right it's not. though, it, still. It, it's, I, I want football season, but there is yeah. no football season. You got but the there's baseball coming, baby. That's Woo! right. That's right. You got the it. Rockies. First off, with the Rockies, they have signed Ubaldo Jimenez to a minor league contract, a reunion of sorts, as Jimenez last pitched in their uniform between 2008 and 2010 before coming to Cleveland. And a deadline trade that sent out what was it? James White was it? No, it was it was Drew Pomeranz and someone else. The Evan, James White or Evan White kid that was a pitcher that we thought could have been something, but you know he ended up uh, with a four-year, fifty million contract with the Orioles a few years ago, and now he's back on a minor's deal. He had been out of baseball for I believe a year, but now he's got a chance to you know come back into the fold and see what he can do. Yabato Jimenez, I haven't heard that name since 2016 when he uh, blew it uh, in the wildcard game and Carnacion hit that ball out of the park. That was the last time I heard of his name. I thought he was out I, of the I league. Heard, I don't know. I knew he was still in it somewhere. I just didn't know where. He just had, I remember when we first when we got him with the Indians, like he was pretty good actually with us. I well, remember. not at the initial part, but during that last season when Callaway worked with him and Scott Casimir, that was something. That was. I... Callaway should have gotten a pitching coach job by now, to be honest. No, no one signed him to a pitching coach? Wow. I have not seen he, that. He really helped out the Indians a lot. Kazmir, Ubaldo, uh, oh, Kluber, Kluber, Carrasco, Kluber. Bauer. I don't think he Clevenger, worked with... he did he, work he with Clevenger. He worked with Clevenger, but he did not work with Shane Bieber. No, no, it's not one. But he's worked with a ton of pitchers. Andrew Miller, even. Uh, Cody it, Allen? Yes. Cody Allen was a good one. Yep. Uh, Brian Shaw. Brian Shaw, yep. And you've seen what a lot of these pitchers have done when they've left the organization after he's left. But, you know, not everyone's the same case, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But uh, then the Astros, yes, the infamous Astros, the ones who are the World Series champions of 2017, 
assigned uh, James Click from Tampa Bay to uh, be their next general manager. It's a multi-year contract. Uh, good for uh, James Click. Unfortunately, bad circumstances. And we are moving on. Boo Astros. All right, moving on. Number three. So last night during NBA uh, halftime show, NBA on TVD, Charles Barkley called the Philadelphia 76ers the Cleveland Browns of the NBA. All right, and I actually have uh, what Barkley had to say about that, so. All right, cue it. Let's cue it. You know, I picked the Sixers to get to the finals. I think they are the softest, mentally weakest team that had a bunch of talent. They are the Cleveland Browns of the NBA. Damn. They, they got I, a lot of talent. The Browns? And they talk the talk, and that's it. Yeah. You know, so, pick- so, yeah, that's what Barkley had to say about that yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? I couldn't believe that. I mean, I don't know. If you're a Sixers fan, what would you feel about that? Oh, I boy. don't know. Call in. 330-672-7701. All right. Uh, Atlanta Falcons confirmed that they will not pursue negotiations with Vic Beasley. And then hilariousness ensued. As on Twitter, uh, Matthew Berry quote tweeted this. And the Falcons tweeted this out from their own account. And then a fan, I will not name by Twitter handle, said, Source... And the Falcons replied, literally us, the Falcons. <laughs> yep, uh, I, that was pretty funny. That, that you, was you funny because it's like, so. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, a fan is like, Atlanta's telling people them this themselves. And a fan asks, where's the source? And they're they're like, literally us. We did it. We, we told did it. You. I mean, it the verified <laughs> Twitter account. It had the verified thing right there. You know that is reliable if it has that, and it's coming from the actual team, too, so I don't get yeah. why. And he... it wasn't hacked either. We no. can confirm that, too. It was not hacked. Uh, oh, boy, people. <laughs> that, that was that just made my night when it, I saw it, that. It was funny to see that. I mean, how often do you see a team coming out and saying that? Please tell me when. Not, not much, really. Yeah. I mean, not really in literally having to just tell the person it's coming literally from us no one else no scam or anything this ain't some uh, troll twitter <laughs> account or anything this guy must have not been uh, oh, really this, paying attention this that is game. too good and then you got this they one got next one all right next fans you ready uh james solon james dolan said he would not sell the the knicks thursday after out outstanding former president steve mills and you know what, Knicks fans, you, I, you love hearing this guy's voice, don't you? I think if the, there's a way to hold over the countdown there, music, I might have know it just, here. We're going to do it right now. We have been hoodwinked, oh. bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. Oh boy, Knicks fans, you're going to have to deal with Dolan. He doesn't want to get rid of the team. I mean... We all know how Stephen A. feels the Knicks. There's he's he's a Knicks fan, and you know it's been tough for them actually. Uh, the, the past twenty years it has been. Since, wow, this is the last time they made the finals too. <laughs> so Knicks fans, you're gonna have to suffer with Dolan if you don't want to deal with him or you just had enough. Maybe take the train down to Brooklyn. I mean, they are trying to get Leon Rose as their new president. I, the I CAA mean, wait, did you not see last year? They were promising the, like, the Knicks fans. Literally, they thought they were going to have. They thought they were going to have Kyrie, Kevin Durant, the lottery draft pick, which was going to be Zion and all that. And they literally end up with nothing. Whiff, that Italy, whiff, whiff, whiff. And I like RJ Barrett. I think he's a good player. I think he can develop into something. But you know, who knows how long the Knicks are going to keep him? 
they had Borzingis. Knicks fans didn't like him when they drafted him, and then once they saw he was good, they liked him, and then, you know, Porzingis didn't want to deal with New the Knicks York organization. New York expects big things. Because they it's New York. Names. It's New York. New York expects New big York, things. New York. They want big things. They want big power. Like, look at the Yankees. The Yankees had pretty much have all the greatest baseball players. I need to have the Elon Pari thing right there. The Yankees pretty much have that. Uh, the Giants, you know, they've won two Super Bowls with Eli Manning at quarterback. And won uh, both against the Patriots. Bye, too. Eli. Uh, yeah, Eli retired, too. Uh, and then the Rangers, they've been pretty good in hockey. The Islanders are more of, like, Long Island, mostly. The Mets are another story. We Wall just mentioned them. We mentioned them for a little bit. And then the Jets are the butt fumble. So that's well, New York technically, sports. the Jets aren't New York. And neither the Giants. Technically, I'm throwing this back. If you know the reference I'm getting at, if you know the reference I'm getting at, you'll know. If you don't, you don't. You don't. It's because the you know they, they play it from the Where Things Stand series. I I threw that little reference in there. All right, all right, but it's it's pretty much the greater tri-state area of New York, which includes parts of uh, New Jersey, yeah. Newark, that whole area. Yeah. And I think uh, right now is actually an appropriate time for an early break. An early break? Are you kidding me, Sean? Uh, Already? All right, boys. We got a ton to get ton into to get because into. we, we got... put it off. NBA trade deadline recap. We deadline got... recap. Oh, my gosh. Trade deadline was crazy yesterday. So stick with us on BlackSquirrelRadio.com. And welcome back as we continue through this second hour of Pass the Mike Sports Talk. Sean Fitzgerald here alongside Enzo Orlando as we uh, have been putting this off for a little while, but we want to make sure we gave it due justice. The NBA trade deadline, the zaniness, the craziness of all that happened. And we had some blockbusters and we had some big trades going down during the last couple of days. Yes, definitely during the last uh, couple, 48 hours, I got to say, a lot of big trades in the NBA trade deadline. I've uh, read a lot about some of them, and some some of them surprise you. Some of them you kind of saw expecting. Some moves didn't happen at all that you wanted. So let's uh, get right into that, Sean, on the NBA trade deadline. Oh, man. First one up, I'd say we should go with that big trade with uh, Houston and uh, that four-team trade. Oh, my goodness. There's so many details involving that trade. But you had a whole 12-player trade. Clint Capella going from Houston to Atlanta in a 12-player mega deal. Houston acquired Robert Covington as part of the deal from the Minnesota Timberwolves. And uh, a lot, of, a couple of first-round draft picks changed hands. And let's just get the whole thing out here. So Houston acquired Robert Covington, trade out Clint Capella. Uh, then they also had, what, uh, Houston's 2020 pick uh, was acquired by the Timberwolves, which they moved to the Denver Nuggets for guard Malik Beasley and forward Juan Heron and Gomez. And the Timberwolves also kept uh, their the best available first-round pick in the trade deadline marking marketplace that they got from Atlanta. They got a 2020 first-round pick via the Nets, and Denver is going to get Houston's 2020 first-round pick. Uh, so Evan Turner went to Atlanta, and uh, Denver uh, sent Jared Vanderbilt, or actually I should say Minnesota acquired Evan Turner and uh, Jared Vanderbilt. Denver acquired Minnesota's guard uh, Shabazz Napier, forward Katie Bates-Diop, uh, Noah Vonley, and injury guard Gerald Green. Atlanta got uh, Nene and Capella. And then Houston got Covington, Jordan Bell, and uh, a second-round pick uh, via the Golden State Warriors uh, from Atlanta. 
And Atlanta is also going to be waiving Chandler Parsons in his expiring contract to create roster space for the four-team trade. So very expansive. And then that wasn't it for Minnesota. No, that was not it for Minnesota. They got D'Angelo Russell and a swap that sent out Andrew Wiggins, uh, protected pick for the 2021 draft, which is top three protected and will convey to be a 20... Uh, 22 first round pick if it falls into the top three unprotected and they're also getting a 2021 second round pick and they're also uh, having the Warriors send Jacob Evans and Omari Spellman to them this is what they wanted at the beginning of free agency the Wolves have been working on this for practically a year and they got their guy they got D'Angelo Russell I think this will help offset the loss of Robert Covington in terms of how happy uh, Carl Anthony Towns is in Minnesota and Wiggins, I was surprised that he was sent out, but then again, I'm starting to see flashes of Spurs 2.0 coming up here. If you know what I mean. Oh, you're talking about the way like it's coached. They got Duncan. The way they got Duncan. This is way too reminiscent for me. It, it, at this point, if the Warriors just want to do anything, they better just hold on. Steph Curry. Yeah, they, they were, I think Steph Curry will. He uh, wants to play. Story. He wants. I, he, I heard he should be back next month. Yeah. Should be seeing Steph Curry back on the NBA court. I don't think we'll see Clay Thompson at all this season. I think he'll just. Sit he out. should not come back. He shouldn't. I mean, there's really no point of him coming back anyway. Like, the Warriors, yeah. for the first time in a while, are not in playoff contention. But I think once uh, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry are healthy, I think think they'll be this is going to be contenders. they're a monster when they'll be back. a monster and, and what this also goes to show like draymond green's pretty much the main guy in golden state it shows yeah. draymond green can't lead a team by himself yeah. so and then the miami heat won the andrea iguodala sweepstakes and man oh. iguodala made out good in this he is going to miami alongside uh who else uh solomon, solomon hill, hill and jay crowder jay and the Grizzlies are getting Dion Waiters, Justice Winslow, and James Johnson in oh. this deal. The Minnesota, the Timberwolves also uh, joined in on this, uh, acquiring Johnson from the Grizzlies in ex- exchange for Senator Gorgi Dang. And in this trade, Iguodala got a two-year extension worth $30 million with a team option on that second year for 2021-2022, which... He won big in this trade, holding oh, yeah, out he for all did. this time. Oh, the Heat won this trade big time. I definitely say. You know, I wouldn't say it's the teams that won this trade. It was the freaking player. Yeah, yeah. I have to say the Miami Heat, the genius of Pat Riley being their president, has he's always helped this franchise become one a pretty good franchise. Even though the fan base never really shows up, but this is a big move for the Miami Heat. I gotta say, I think I think they'll definitely be one of the top three teams in the East go, going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, jeez. I mean, the, the amount of money that the Heat uh, shed off, they shed off $42 million in cap space salary, too, so they can extend a couple players, too. Oh, wow. I did not think it was that much. Woo. $42 million. Woo. Pat Riley, man, he's just, he just knows how to run basketball And teams. then the Clippers ended up landing Marcus Morris Sr. in a three-team deal, uh, including the uh, New York Knicks and Washington Wizards. Uh, that three-team deal saw Morris and Isaiah Thomas sent to the Clippers. Thomas is expected to be waived. Uh, Jerome Robinson will join the Wizards, and the Knicks will receive Mo Harkless in a 2020 first-round draft pick. And 
my goodness. I mean, it was a crazy deadline day. day. You had a ton of smaller deals too, but we had a we had a lot of blockbusters. I'd say compared to normal. Yeah, a lot of blockbusters compared to normal. Uh, nothing would ever compare to 2018 trade deadline when the Cavs pretty much got rid of the whole entire team. I feel like there's one deadline not not involving the Cavs where it was like it was big. It was more than a decade back at this point, though. But I, I need to look back and see, because the trade deadline, like this year might have been the most exciting trade deadline, uh, excluding that 2018 year since who knows when. Because there was just a bunch of player movement, like just a ton. I mean, the sheer magnitude of all of what happened was just exasperating. Oh, yes. It was. It really was. And uh, speaking of trade deadline, we did have a poll out on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Which is kind of muted at this it's point. It's kind of but... muted because here's the thing. I think the day before the trade deadline, I'm like, all right, the Cavs are probably going to get rid of either Tristan or Kevin Love. That's what's been – that was rumored to her. And I have the Instagram poll results right here. It was 72% for Tristan Thompson, 26% for Kevin Love. And what was it for uh, uh, Twitter? I think it was Thompson overwhelmingly. Yeah, Thompson overwhelmingly. I didn't have that up. I've got a story from Kobe Altman. I I could probably bring up the Twitter results, Uh, actually. But I have something. uh, We mentioned earlier that the Cavs acquired Andre Drummond from the Pistons. Uh, uh, GM Kobe Altman is excited to welcome the two-time All-Star to the squad. And uh, with his player option looming, uh, Altman said he's been in touch with Drummond, but there haven't been detailed conversations about long-term plan as he uh, Drummond is expected to arrive in Cleveland today. Today, yep. Yeah, uh, and that so they haven't really discussed like the future, but uh, Altman feels uh, Drummond is worth the gamble. "Quote for us, I think in terms of his age and what he brings to our team, absolutely we consider a potential long-term play." Uh, obviously, he has a player option that if he picks up, we think we're in good shape in terms of our cap space. There's no better money spent than Andre Drummond if he does pick up his player option. And, uh, you know, he goes on to talk a little bit more, but this was definitely still surprising to see this go down. And if you were here during the first hour during Enzo's epic uh, rant, I think you need to make that separate and put that on YouTube. Just... I, I am. I am. I have an idea what I'm going to do with that. Just also. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Uh, but, oh, boy. but with that Andre Drummond trade, you know, I kind of wish this we had Drummond two, three years ago. Oh, yeah. That would have been a big help for the Cavs. Because Tristan Thompson, I wouldn't really, I still consider him more, a little bit more powerful. Oh, yeah. Ed Stefanski shows uh, up in Tristan. this uh, thing, too. Uh, the Pistons Senior Advisor of Basketball Operations, Ed Stefanski, who I believe, do not quote me, I think is uh, related to uh, head coach Kevin Stefanski of the Browns. Okay. Uh, uh, was it had uh, some involvement in this trade too, but uh, Drummond's averaging a lot of you know career best and everything, and you know rebounds are going to be at a premium now. Yeah, they are. I mean, if you got Kevin Love, Tristan, and Drummond on the floor, yeah, you're going to get a lot of boards. I'm not saying those rebounds are going to equal in the wins, but with that, uh, the Twitter poll final was 31% for Kevin Love, 69% for Tristan Thompson. So to put it this way, not many Cavs fans really want Tristan or Thompson around. Uh, it can explain well, a lot because Tristan Thompson, first of all, a uh, he when he, once he started dating on Kardashian, brought in all this drama that was unnecessary. I don't think they. He, it's he, not that they didn't want him. We asked who is more likely to get traded. He'd be more likely to trade, but I think more fans would rather have Kevin Love than Tristan Thompson. 
I would say. I would take from when I listen to sports talk radio, you'd find some of the conversation fascinating. I, I, li- I listened to some yesterday. Uh, I listened to a bunch yesterday. Actually, I was in class or had stuff that I had to do, and I was not able to. Yeah, I think I like. I think I saw one of your tweets when you walked out of class, and you're like, "What? What just happened? We got Drummond." I'm like, and "Why then, is he here? Why is he here?" And then, well, I forgot. What was your reaction on who we gave up to get Drummond? Because like, you're like, you got an all-star center, but you. Like I said earlier, you gave up just a bag of beans for Yeah, it was a like a very player. small return. So, I mean, Detroit was willing to make well, I mean, that I mean, they deal. were ex- it was expected that his market would be very limited, so they decided to get something rather than nothing. I mean, who knows, maybe that 20 uh that not that 20, that that second round pick turns out to be something great, but it, it's doubtful. It's like it's like trying to win the lottery in that thing. I mean, that is Like a literal lottery. I'm not talking about the NBA draft lottery. I know. I, I know. I just saying, so Maybe that second round pick can help the uh, Pistons, but I mean, you just kind of look at it and you kind of just had to laugh <laughs> at, at the deal that apparently uh, the Pistons were willing to accept it. They didn't ask for any more. I mean, they did get some money off the books. They, that is true. They Jones got two expiring contracts. Do they still have Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin too? Yes, they wow. still have them. They still have them. I mean, it feels. I like- mean. I still was shocked when uh, Blake Griffin got sent out by the Clippers. That that shocked me. Oh, that shocked Blake Griffin but, in general. But that definitely set up the stage for everything that is right now. Uh, I mean, you're absolutely right. I remember, uh, well, Drummond said yesterday he treats out like how the NBA is like, run like a business. And I think that was similar to the way uh, Blake Griffin did because – Remember, Blake Griffin did a lot when he was with the Clippers, made them more the relevant yeah. team when the Lakers were in It was just like Drummond heyday. said, what, that, no heads up? Heads up and stuff. And, you know, Drummond did a lot for the Pistons, too. It led them to the playoffs once or twice Yeah, before they had D. Rose and Blake Griffin. They haven't, let, they haven't made it to the playoffs at all since they got Blake Griffin, too. Yeah, but this is just like a big deadline, a big – just like a big day in general. It's always a big day, NBA trade deadline. It's always a big day. Free agency is always up there, too, in July. Remember, we were working on the free agency article. Oh, boy. Oh, that was something else. Oh, yeah. But, well, Blake Griffin does have a pretty huge contract, too. What was yeah. it? Like a Supermax at the I time? Th- it was a Supermax, I think. I think the clip. I think. Was he on that contract when he was with the Clippers? Yeah, I think he was. Yes, he was in the first year of that deal. Yeah, and I think. I think the Clippers, man, they really wanted to dump that quickly and send them to Detroit, <laughs> which I right now the Pistons I, aren't. I mean, the Pistons good. have some pieces that they can build around. It just depends on what they're going to do with them. Yeah, that is true. As uh, we are now going to be getting into break, and uh, ladies, hold your horses. Keep get get your phone call. Put this phone number in your phones right now: three three zero six seven two seven seven zero zero. Pass to Mike Sports Talk. We have a surprise for you. Hey, listeners. Thinking about leaving us after this show? Well, don't. Why? Because we have 55, yes, 55 other fantastic shows at Play 7. That's right, seven days a week. Every day from 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. Our programs put the rad in radio and are guaranteed to rock your socks off. Also, look out for ticket giveaways and other promotions throughout the semester. If you need even more Black Squirrel Radio in your life, make sure to check out the amazing music, TV, and pop culture, as well as sports articles on our website. And remember to keep it locked in on BlackSquirrelRadio.com. As Pass the Michael Fitz and Enzo is back. And Enzo, this is your child of a segment. This is you. Take it away, buddy. Take it away. Uh, so uh, you know, uh, turn, on, 
<laughs> uh, Sean, I think you might actually kind of like this, uh, how I'm going to intro this segment with what we got going on. So we're going to play some of that music you uh, ladies like. So remember, maybe you give a call in, hear what you got to think, what I got to say. 330-672-7701. Yep, right. Sean's got it. I'm going to play a little Justin Timberlake. Get the mood going because oh. we're talking The Bachelor here on Pass the Mic Sports Talk. And Sean... Uh, in the couple most recent episode, the girls and the bachelor, they went to Cleveland, Ohio. They seriously went to Cleveland, Ohio. And you want to know one thing they did in Cleveland, Ohio? What did they do? They played football at First Energy Stadium. <laughs> oh, just, just looking at their reaction for that, they played football at First Energy Stadium. Not going to lie, Sean, this is probably one of the best football that's been played there since... In the past 10 years, because oh there were some hits going on. You had Josh Cribbs and Hartford Dixon <laughs> coaching. The girls played football, and it was it was entertaining to watch, I gotta say. But, you know, some drama, of course, has to happen on the show. Alea came back, and because Peter felt bad for some reason, and then... Then, you know, they do the rose ceremony and stuff, and all the girls are complaining, crying, and all that, and, and then she got sent home. Uh, Kelsey and Peter went on a date together around Cleveland, and the weird thing about this date was there were so many things as a local Clevelander I saw that never happened to Cleveland. Like, this was, like, so staged. Like, there was a pierogi park and a, a pierogi cart in Public Square. I, I, I never heard of a pierogi cart. Until the show, and a bunch of locals are like, "Is this actually like real pierogi cart?" And it's actually not. So, I mean, if you want to get good pierogies, ooh, some Sokolowski's pierogies sound good out in Tremont. Ugh, just thinking about it, man. That, that those pierogies in are the best. Uh, and also, there was soapbox der- derby on East 14th Street. Yeah, it shows how staged it was. And now and then, uh. Peter went on a date with Victoria F. to Cedar Point. Cedar Point, always a great time, but then apparently there was one country band there, and she dated the lead singer, and it was all that. And then following their trip to Cleveland, they went somewhere that the girls were more excited about. They went to Port... They went to Costa Rica, actually. And, you know, they had fun. And then Kelsey, who went on a date with Peter, was mad that she didn't get to go on another date with him in Puerto Rico because, I don't know, maybe Kelsey had something against Cleveland. I have no idea. And then went on with that. Uh, another group date went on, and uh, Peter gave the rose to Hannah Ann, and then Kelsey was starting up all this drama and stuff. I'm like, oh, boy. I, I mean, Sean, I don't know why I put my suffering through last night by just watching a bunch of women cry and all that. I mean, it's entertaining, but at the same time, it's just like, oh my gosh, it's something little, and everyone gets into a fuss over nothing. But that turned to a drama, and then, then uh, you know, Peter went on a date with uh, Kelly, which Kelly, if you girls remember, uh, he Pete, Peter met Kelly at a hotel before the battery even started, and then they went on a date in the spa, and you know what? Things got a little spicy between them in that hot tub, so I don't want to go into too much detail. And then Kelsey went on to had uh, a talk with Peter, and somehow she got the rose. And every girl was jealous because they thought Kelsey was lying. And then Peter sent Lexi and Ashley Pete home. And then uh, another episode happened. It was on Wednesday. 
uh, Peter went on a one-on-one -on -one day with Hannah Ann, and uh, Hannah, Dan, and Peter were just enjoying their whole day up until dinner where uh, Hannah Ann was just... I don't think she was, like, sure about herself. I don't think she was, so... That was just something interesting, so Hannah Ann and then uh, McKenna, the girl from uh, Canada, the whole time on this show, she's pretty much like, I want a one-on-one with Peter, I want a one-on-one with Peter. She really never got the one-on-one with Dave Peter. She was crying over it. She was mad that everyone else was getting it. So things weren't looking good to her in the beginning of this episode, but you know later on, uh, Victoria and P, P and Peter... They were talking for a little bit, but Victoria P, she couldn't really handle her emotions that well, couldn't deal with it, and Peter just had to do the right thing and send her home. Uh, and then uh, more McKenna and her and uh, Tammy. These two were really getting in it big time. They are just fighting over each other about Peter and all that, and then they just were just literally causing more drama than there already is in this show, and uh, Peter just had to have a talk with both of them. And what Peter said, you guys got to like literally figure this out between both them individually said. And then going into that, uh, Victoria, uh, going into that, uh, Tammy and McKenna thought one of them was going to get sent home. It ended up being Tammy and Tammy was mad. And she's like, uh, I don't want, yeah, if he wants a trophy wife, go ahead. He doesn't need me. He does you better. So like, yeah, like Tammy was always that just more aggressive, you know, fighting girl. I remember in the football game, man, she would win, she went after these girls, Tammy. This girl, I don't know, I would not want to be with her either. So Peter made that decision, and then uh, Peter and Victoria F., I know they had the date with each other at Cedar Point. That went good, other than, you know, her senior ex-boyfriend there, and then uh, Peter and Victoria have had another nice date. They went horseback riding in uh, Chile, and they Really enjoyed it, and then uh, she was going through the same emotions she was going to be, really not believing in herself after this day and saying things like that. And but she did end up with the rose for sure. And then uh, the final rose ceremony from the most previous episode ends with Sydney and McKenna going home. And McKenna was like, just she was like, I don't know, she's like, I thought I had a good feeling about this and all that, but then. She got she got sent home and she couldn't believe it and she's like like why did she send Tammy home why did she just not send both of us it would have been much better I kind of agree with her on that part because first of all hey why would you just send her home send one of the persons home that's calling run instead of just sending both if they're both calling run just send them both together home all right he kind of made that a little bit more pressure maybe maybe that hurt McKenna's feelings a little bit more and now who's left on the Bachelor we have. Kelly, Natasha, Madison, Hannah Ann, Kelsey, and Victoria F. So it's getting down to the final six, and this is when things start to get tough for Peter. Things start to escalate the drama more, even though every time the girls say, oh, less girls means less drama. It feels like it doesn't go that way in The Bachelor. It feels like the less girls, I think drama just goes out the roof, I gotta say. And uh, with that, uh, what's going to happen? I'm not going to lie. Peter really, i never really seen him go on a date with Natasha. I, I'm pretty sure in the next episode they're going to go on a date, all right? Mark my word, they're going to go on a date. I don't know how well it's going to go. I don't know how well Peter wants to be with Natasha. It just, it's just kind of weird. Like, I don't get how she's still there. Uh, Kelly, yes, the whole past relationship stuff, and things got spicy with them back in Puerto Rico. Uh, Hannah Ann, I think she's a great girl and all, but 
I will see, man. It feels like he likes her. He likes Madison. He even introduced Madison to his family, so that might mean something. Kelsey, I know she's been a little bit of a drama problem, but I don't know. Maybe she might have to go, and then Victoria F., her emotion problems too. So, but that's all I got to have for the Bachelor talk, Sean. So pretty much in just enjoying it. You know, I know you don't watch it. I somehow got into it, and then you're like, Watching it, but it is kind of hilarious to watch some of it, I gotta say. I never thought I'd hear you talk about The Bachelor for over ten minutes on our show. It was about eight minutes. Close. All right. Semantics. Semantics. All right, Sean. So I think we should probably get into a break. Yeah, I think so, too. And uh, stick around. We got our drunky and also a wacky sport. We got a wacky sports. Stay tuned for that, folks. Welcome back to Pass the Mike Sports Talk, and folks, it is now time for... What are you doing, Drunky? Yes, it is Drunky of the Week, and of course, there's always some kind of Drunky of the Week, so we'll actually have Sean Fitzgerald start off with his Drunky of the Week. My Drunky of the Week is the Baseball Hall of Fame not releasing all the writers' names. I get it, there's a policy in place, but all the public ballots had Derek Jeter on it, so we don't know who among the private voters did not put Jeter on that ballot. Mm. I am still ticked, because if Jeter's not a unanimous slam dunk, who is? They were able to get it right on Mariano, but I feel like someone had to make an example and see, like, you have to be, I don't know what it is. I'm betting it was someone from Boston. I'm kidding. But still, I want to know who the heck it is, I really do, and I think at some point they should release it because it was one vote. One vote. Wow. The only way I'll forgive this writer is if, like, how a couple writers in the past, when there were close unanimous decisions on a player getting elected, that their thing got lost in the mail or something wacky happened to it and that they had not just, you know, had. They turned in a blank ballot. I'll be even more ticked. Yes, I I really thought Jeter should have been a unanimous uh, Hall of Famer. Too. Him and Mariano. I, and Mariano. I mean, Jeter was probably he was my favorite Yankee growing up. He's kind of like that only Yankee I, mean, I really liked. Tell me right now, if Trout, Mike Trout, if he were retired today, he'd be a Hall of Famer. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. He would be a Hall, be a Hall of Famer, even if what, no World Series. Yeah. So would he get in unanimously? Yes or no? That's a tough question. I and mean, if he retired today, I wouldn't say he get unanimously. But really, I. He doesn't have a World Series. Yeah, he, well, he some of these people don't. I mean, some some, people, yeah. some players don't. Doesn't that never even made it to the World Series? Yeah, not just that. But here is my drunkie of the week. What are you doing, drunkie? My drunkie of the week are everybody complaining about the Super Bowl halftime show with Shakira and J Lo just shaking their butts on stage, and they're I'll like, let you take oh, this away because uh, I know you're about to shred people. Oh, to bits. oh my gosh, the children—they can't see that. They can't see. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Please calm down. All right, it doesn't need to be taken that far. Yes, it might have been not good for young children to see, but. All right, you could have told them not to see it. You could have said, hey, go do something else. And they're getting mad at the NFL and all this and all that. But I'm like, look, come on. The NFL, most majority of the teams have cheerleaders, except the teams up north like us, the Steelers, Bills, Bears, Packers. Because it's too cold. They got rid of theirs, actually. Oh, they did? But cold letter cities, we really don't have them. But all right, the cheerleaders, all right, make that a point. You know, some of their outfits, you know, are a little bit similar to to what Shakira and J-Lo said. I'm not saying they're, like, exact, but 
you know, that's something you can say, like, oh, getting mad at that. And and then just, just people on Facebook in general bug me. There's a reason why I don't like posting stuff on Facebook other than just Pass the Mic because I pretty much use, use Facebook just to promote Pass the Mic. That's all I use it for, really. And that's it. I, I don't have to, like, complain about this or that. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, being on, like, Twitter and Facebook, it is so completely different. Like, the halftime show discussion on Twitter, it was about the, the weird noise Shakir was making during the her performance, all right? And then people on Facebook got to complain about how it wasn't appropriate for kids and all that. And people on Facebook, I can't stand them. I can't stand people on Facebook commenting about this or that or how it bugs them or bugs that or how – why are people doing this? Like Facebook is the – it is so bad, and there's a reason why people in our generation really do not like to be on it. And I got to say, there's some older people I know that really just don't have the point of just being on Facebook. It is, it is so annoying, just some of the people on there. Like it feels like people on Facebook – some people make jokes on there, and people on Facebook immediately just say that's offensive. I'm like, some people just on Facebook don't get jokes. Twitter, I love Twitter. People make jokes on Twitter. People laugh. Twitter is such a funny social media platform, and Facebook's just like it's all this, all that. I'm like, gosh, I can't, I, I couldn't stand seeing those posts. And then uh, I saw this article. Apparently, some Christian activist is planning to sue the NFL's halftime show. Um, really, you think you're gonna win that case? No. All right, it was the NFL's decision to have them on. They didn't control any of their performance or anything, all right? People, calm down. This wasn't as bad as Janet Jackson's in 2004, all right? That was that was bad. All right, this isn't as bad as that, all right? So just calm it down a little, all right? Let's move on and enjoy our lives. And, Sean, I want you to get to your wacky sports and... Drum roll, please. Drum roll. Beer crate running, also known as Kostenlauf in... Austria, Germany, Switzerland area. The race is between two teams, and each team is required to carry a crate of beer over the course of about 10 kilometers. 10 kilometers carrying that beer case. And the crate of beer must be consumed completely before the team crosses the finish line. This has been something that's been done over in Sweden, Germany, Austria. It's a popular drinking game, and it's just... (laughs) I thought I there is a limit on the amount of beer sports there was, like wife carrying technically is, and other stuff I've done in the past. But my goodness, and the teams are also usually required to retain all their bottle caps as an anti-littering uh, measure too. In this, it's literally just so. So they gotta carry like they gotta like carry a, the things. A, a, what is it of beer? Is it like a, a case beer, of beer, a, a or whole crate, a, a crate, crate of beer? Oh my gosh, that is. And a they lot. have to do ten kilometers. And they have to drink all the beer before they like, cross the finish line. So is it just one man doing that, or is it like a group? A group. A group. All right, group. that makes Two more teams. sense. That I mean, Two that, teams. That is like a, a lot of beer to consume. Like one crate. Like that is like more than just like a typical twenty-four pack that most yeah. cu- most of my friends. Would and I forgot to have. get the video posted into the uh, talk, but it is uh, still you, funny as. You gotta send me that video. I would like to see this game. I know Germany in that area they like. All right, beer I'm, I'm drinking. putting it into the. I'm putting it into the dock right now. All right, he's putting it in the dock. I'm so. putting one of them in that I found. Beer crate running. This it sounds like the most German thing ever. I, I bet. I bet the Irish would also like doing this too. I'm not, I'm not wrong about that either. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Let's I gotta see, actually. We're gonna see. Uh, that, that's a that's a Google link. That Google. don't click I, on I that. I didn't click on that. Yeah, I gotta actually add in. Oh, uh, I you could probably put this as uh, you know, 
you know, as something. Oh boy. What are you doing, drunkie? Yeah, yeah. A, a drunkie would find that to be fun. A drunkie would find that to be fun. You know, you're doing your drunkie. Uh, yeah. We're trying to get the. I got it in there. If you want to enter it, it in, it's not. A, it's not a hyperlink per se, but I'll just you know. Copy and paste it. But. <laughs> That's the trailer funny. for this thing is really just. Trailer, I'm still trying. I they got, got the crates. They got everything. My new laptop. That's right. You did get a new yeah, laptop. Yeah, I got, got the same one as you. Like this is a more dramatic one, but this is definitely. Yeah, I'm just, just gonna go through it. Oh my gosh! Look at this guy yeah, hammering it. Like, and it, oh, it's so, if you so get to like the minute twenty mark, that's where you're going to see it at. Go yeah. to like minute twenty, and you're going to see. Minute. Uh, look up a uh, Kostenlauf uh, Freiburg. On uh, YouTube, uh, May 14, 2017. <laughs> so they got to run around the streets uh, with beer. Oh, I see them, like, dripping some of it. While, like, they're holding it, and one of them's, and, like, beer's falling out. So I don't know. Yeah. You, you, I don't think you lose points or anything. I think it's just, like, whoever finishes first. Yeah, it's but more you like have to have all the ball caps, ball caps too. Like, look at them. Oh, my gosh. Look at these guys go out to these beer. And this and German beer is much heavier than compared to, like, American beer. Oh, if yes, I, it I, is. It's much heavier. It's a little bit harder to consume, a little bit harder to chug. Plus, I'm half German along with the half Irish in me, so... But yeah, <laughs> you don't. You told me you don't drink. Which is, I, I totally don't, cool, I don't. Totally cool. You don't have to. Yeah. Totally there are cool. reasons for that, but uh, we will not delve into those today. We'll not delve into Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and usually, I think in America, if we do this, it would mostly be with cans or aluminum bottles. Probably. We really... We, I could we see, sometimes I'd see use cans, glass, but I see more cans. What? What? <laughs> Biting into yeah, it, biting into it. Oh my! That was a whole like thing Kelsey. for like all. That was a whole thing for like three months during last summer. It's Baker still, Mayfield, Adam oh, Schefter. I, hey, do you remember that? I, yo, I was at that game where Baker Mayfield. I know you've told me beer. about that. I, oh, and then after, yeah. then I went out after the game and I saw Baker Mayfield, Alan Paul. I'm like, dude, this was probably one of the best nights of that summer. It, it, it probably was for me. I got, I, I saw the Indians playing amazing. Else big went played, down that day yeah, too. too. The Indians play an amazing game against the Angels. And then the Indians roasted Cowherd. Cowherd. Oh, yeah, they did that, too. Uh, ba- saw Baker Mayfield shotgun a beer, and that's when the Browns were all also, hyped up. Also, can we just ma- – next show, we got to start off with the Baker Mayfield stuff that happened with uh, him and Rex Ryan. Oh, him. Oh, I saw I saw that. We need <laughs> to mention that because we, we, did, we did not do that due justice today. No, we did not. That is on tap for next Friday. We're getting into that. I'm hoping that there will be some more stuff out, too. And, that, and then, you know, going down the town hall, and then you, you know, got a couple friends that work there, and next thing you know, you see Baker Mayfield there with his, uh, I, think it was, I think it was his wife, not his girlfriend, and he was just having a ball that day. So I'll never forget that day with, out with one of my friends. But right. with that, guys, past the mic sports talk. We are back. This episode will be put in the podcast form later don't on forget, today. Yeah, don't forget to tune in every week, Fridays, noon to 2. This time is not changing. So we are constantly, noon to 2 on Fridays. Tune in via the website. If you can't tune in on the website, if you're on the go, the TuneIn app works just fine, too. But prefer the website. Also, challenge. I've got a challenge for you all. Oh, what's the challenge? If you all get us to end of the semester, cumulative number one, the beard comes off. The beard comes off, and I don't take this lightly because yeah, I man. hated trying to take this off the last time. If you get us a number one and number one only, it's coming off. All right. Sean's beard's coming off if we get the number one spot overall in show rate. Is it show views? Yeah. It's got to be the end of the semester.
Sean's beard's coming off if we get the number one spot overall in show rate. Is it show views? Yeah. It's got to be the end of the semester, semester banquet. Yes, I know that. Number one. Number one. Get and, that. And this thing comes off and we're, we're, we're live streaming it. We're, we're live, live streaming it. I get my choice of razor too. Oh, he'll get to pick his razor too. And and who's doing it? I'm going to shave it he, off. He's going to shave. Oh, you're going to do it yourself. All right. He's going to do it himself. Uh, also, subscribe to us on YouTube. I think we got a couple videos coming out later this week too so with that we're gonna have travis kelsey super bowl champion sign us off i'll tell you what it's been seven years coming baby i learned one thing since i've been here you gotta fight for your right to fight <laughs> hit it Woo! Kick it!